This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. All right, welcome back to The Gospel for Life, sitting in the guest chair today. My name is Josh Bells from The Well Church. Also in the guest chair, Pastor Matt Masevich from Sovereign Grace it's Fellowship. It's good to be here. And the regular spectacular guys, Benny Hanke from Valley Life and Pastor Ryan Hemphill from, I keep on, I don't even call you pastor, pastor no, Benny right. Hanke okay. from Valley Life. <laughs> I, got, I got a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> and Pastor Ryan Hemphill from uh, Treasure Valley RP. There you go. Great. Yes. Nice. Okay. Um, so we have been talking about why go to church. We've been answering some objections that people have, common objections. If you've missed any of those shows and you want to get equipped to answer your friends, just subscribe to the Gospel for Life podcast wherever you subscribe and you can listen. So today we're giving the positive reason, 12 biblical reasons. Hopefully we'll get through all these. 12 biblical reasons for going to church. We're getting these from Spiritual Disciplines Within the Church uh, by Donald Whitney. Great book. <laughs> Um, on spiritual disciplines. Does it just deal with church attendance, but other things like prayer? Um, does it deal with fasting in that book? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, it talks about it's the application of the spiritual disciplines within the corporate body, which is one of the reasons I enjoy. A lot of those books are geared toward the individual practice of it. Right. This seeks to incorporate them into the corporately. Body. Yep. Yep. Yes. Okay, so the first biblical reason for going to church is here it is. It's a biblical command <laughs> to right. gather because Jesus others. said That's so. Shocking. Because Jesus said so. Shocking. Shouldn't that yes. end the discussion? It pretty, should be. You know? Pretty much. Yeah. All right. We could read You've been listening to the gospel for life. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show for today. I do want to say so it's it's from Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, not to mm -hmm. neglect the gathering. I do want to say something about biblical commands. So from the very beginning in Genesis 1, God set a pattern when he commanded them to be fruitful and multiply, it actually says in the text that God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion. So the command is a blessing. Um, all of God's commands are blessings. And that's the biblical pattern for the rest of Scripture. There's never a command where God gives, tells us to do something where it hurts us, it harms us, it's malevolent towards us. Every single command that God has given is aimed at our highest joy in Him. Yeah. Amen. Yep. Yeah, amen again. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me, uh, you know, maybe over the weekend you've been wondering, what, what text was Pastor Ryan talking about you know, as a uh, – Friday we ended our show, mm. I mentioned a passage, and it is Isaiah 58, uh, verses 13 and 14. And when you're thinking, okay, why why is the Sabbath special? Why is Sunday special? Why is worship special? And uh, God challenges his people in these verses and says, if you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. So the reason why we come together and we we have this and are called by God to this 
is that we would delight in him more. This is why he has made us. Amen. All right. Second reason to go to church. Going to church helps prevent backsliding and apostasy. Going to church helps prevent backsliding and apostasy. It does, because if you think about it, there's all these passages in the New Testament where you have the one another passages, bear one another's burdens, pray for one another, love one another, mourn with one another. And and how can you how can you even obey those passages outside of a faith community that you're a part of? I mean, if you're on your own, if you're just the the guy at Starbucks with his Bible, you know, you see and hear those people, well, it's just me and my Bible and I have a personal relationship with Jesus, which of course all believers do. Mm-hmm. But if you mean that in the sense that you don't need the body of Christ, how are you obeying those passages? How can you even do that? And it's in community that we sharpen one another and that we grow, that we experience God's forgiveness and we learn to forgive one another, you know. Um, apart from community, you can't do any of those things. So, so yeah, it prevents apostasy because it's strengthening, you know, in our walk with Christ and, and how we're growing into the image of Christ. He, he uses community to work out these biblical passages, you know, in our lives. Yeah, George Barner's "What Americans Believe" study has this kind of scary fact, and it says that missing church for a month straight has a two to one chance of leading to not going to church for more than a year. Hmm. So for those folks surveyed who said, yeah, I missed the month of church, two to one, those folks would continue to miss the gathering for an additional whole year. Wow. Well, again, apply this to other parts of life. Do you think going home at night helps prevent adultery? (laughs) (laughs) As a matter of fact. (laughs) I I don't need to be with you. I I mean, that's, again, ridiculous. All right. uh, Reason number three, going to church uh, brings spiritual fellowship and encouragement. Yeah, Matt was yep. ta- talking about this. Um, you know, it's, it's the description of the early church as well in, in Acts 2, that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, so the, the gospel's teaching of the life, death, and resurrection of Christ, and to the fellowship. Fellowship isn't just like socializing, like you can do out with you know your non-Christian friends or affinity-based groups if you're part of a mountain biking club or a pickleball club or something. Or one-arm kayaking. Or one-arm. Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> I have not heard that. I, was I struggle track. with two-arm kayaking. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, all of that. Uh, this is this is a fellowship that is rooted in something deeper that's e- that's eternal. That the gospel mm-hmm. testimony of Christ, and so there, there's a sweetness in being with people who know they are sinners who are rescued by a great Savior together. And you can't experience that without being in with those folks. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, these two and three really you know, are kind of two sides of the same coin. You know, how do we? I mean, the the backsliding apostasy we're protected from that. One of the ways is through the fellowship and the encouragement that we receive from brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, we'll go ahead. And this could also extend uh, well beyond Sunday morning as yeah. well. I mean, we yep. talk about we talk about church and sometimes it's shorthand for the church service, but we all know that church is more than just the church service, mm-hmm. you know? So um, at, at our church, we eat a lot, as you can probably <laughs> tell. We eat a lot. Well, you're Baptists. Yes. That's so, what Baptists do. It, yeah, potluck hey, is like, we the, Presbyterians third, it's like the third That's sacrament, true. right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but basically, yeah, we, we have a table fellowship. Um, you know, we have a Sunday where we have table fellowship, where we have a shared meal together once a month. And then we have multiple small groups where we have table fellowship. And But what I like even more about it is – the relationships that are built in our churches, 
they extend well beyond what we have planned and they mm-hmm. become organic and you have people, you know, living life with one another as a true body. And it's more than just doing church, it's being the church. And I think that if we have the idea in our head that we we have to do church, I think we miss kind of the whole point of what church is and what it's called to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whitney gives the, these four characteristics of that encouragement or that life together. He says, uh, when you're with the church, that is with the people of God, you get to talk about the things of God with one another, which, mm-hmm. is, which is the best conversation. Amen. Uh, you get to share a testimony of God's actions and activity in your life and hear the testimony of God's actions in the lives of others. Uh, you get to pray for one another and with one another, and you get to re- receive the encouragement in the gathering of preaching and teaching. Amen. All right. Uh, reason number four, going to church expresses obedience to the greatest commandment. Yeah, we've touched on this like it's a matter of priority, right? If you're supposed to love God first, best, and most, then gathering with his people and obedience to his command is one way that you reveal that, that yeah. he mm-hmm. has the highest priority. And so he gets my time. He gets my energy. He gets my effort to love him and be with his people. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing like with, with those who are the um, it's me and Jesus mentality. The idea that, like, well, you can't be just you and Jesus because in doing that, you're disobeying his commands. And if you truly love him, as Josh, you said in previous episode, you will obey his commands. I mean, it's not that we're saved by those commands. But But his commandments are not burdensome. They're not burdensome. It's a yoke that's to be easy for his people and a light burden. burden. And uh, it's a way that we show our love and gratitude. And included in that is to obey the command to gather together and to fellowship together. Amen. You know, um, I noticed that uh, the well, they have a slogan, come thirsty and drink deeply, which I think is fantastic. I was telling my wife that um, that's an amazing, amazing slogan. Ours at Sovereign Grace is loving God and all that God loves. Mm. And God loves his church. He loves his church. And yet, oftentimes, if we don't have the same heart, you know, of course, tinged with sin, but if we don't have the same heart for the church, then it, it will not be a priority and you'll not work through the issues and you won't go. And and you might have that, you know, that month off that, that leads to taking a year off. Mm-hmm. And um, Well, again, applying it to other parts of our life. Uh, Ryan, I love you, brother, but I hate your wife. I mean, Jesus, I love you. I'm take this mug and I'm throw it across the table at your face. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, I should have used a, a non-person in the room. Just don't look over your uh, shoulder, Josh, and you're the parking lot. Jesus, I love you, but I hate your church. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of relationship do you actually have with Jesus yeah. if you say you, you despise his wife, his bride? That's right. The yep. one he died for. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that you... That's a good slogan that you guys have for your church because it does. I mean, to spurn the church is a low view of the bride of Christ, the the bride that he shed his blood for. He loved so much that he went to the cross and died for her. Amen. Two more two more reasons before we close off the show today. So you can just tackle which one you want. Going to church follows Jesus's example. And then going to church is a testimony of support for God's work in the world. Yeah, I mean, we, we we can read in the Gospels, you know, the habit of Jesus was, he, he went to the synagogues. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a, a faithful Jewish man that went to the synagogues, went to the temple regularly, as was required of him. 
especially as was growing up and Mary and Joseph taking him, we have those at quarter four. So, you know, he was repeatedly setting the pattern that this is, this is what's expected. And he had a con- any concern for local churches. If you go to the book of mm-hmm. Revelation, the, those seven letters to the seven churches were letters that Jesus wrote. Mm-hmm. That's right. And some of his miracles took place on the Sabbath as he was in the midst of the synagogue. Like the resurrection. Like the resurrection. <laughs> you know, but the uh, uh, Mark 3, you know, the man with the withered hand, and uh, Jesus calls him to come forward and, and says, is it lawful to do good or to do evil? And the Pharisees, were they didn't answer him, and so he commands, he heals the man's hand right there. And so, I mean, he, he, he does these, he, he's there in that context of worship. All right, so going to church is also a testimony of support for God's work in the world. We have about a minute left. Yeah, I, I think, that, again, this is, your presence reveals to the people around you in the context of church that God is at work. You are yourself a testimony in into what, what God is doing and, and showing up and being present. It provides an encouragement to others who have shown up and been present. Uh, it's also an opportunity, I think, to share with your neighbors and friends when you talk about your Sunday morning routine what God is doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, how come you're never available Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.? Oh, because I'm there worshiping yeah. with God and his people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What a great way to evangelize without even meaning to necessarily. Yes, right. mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and we're going to get into this with the sacraments. Every time we take the Lord's Supper, it is a proclamation of the Lord's death until he comes back. When we gather together as the saints on the Lord's Day, it is a proclamation of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and it's a public one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. If you would like to contact us, ask questions, give us topics for future shows, just email us at thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.